A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Top Stories, I'm Chris. Now, capitalist fat cats were shaking in their boots in October 2011. Occupy Wall Street was raging against the machine in Bugle 168. Top Story this week. All we are saying is this is bullshit. And the 2011 really does seem to have been a year of protest so far, with the Arab Spring causing protests to emerge across the Middle East, austerity measures producing riots in Greece and the UK, and now a group of demonstrators called Occupy Wall Street, doing very nearly what their literal named organisation implies, except rather than uh, in occupying Wall Street itself, which will be problematic, as it's notoriously hard to pitch a tent in the middle of a heavily trafficked street. <laughs> They've instead occupied a nearby park uh, and have been camped out there for the last four weeks. And I suppose this had turned out to be a good timing for protests, Andy, not only because of the global economic situation, but also because 2011 is a bit of a down year for sport. You, know, you, had, <laughs> you had the World Cup last year, you haven't got the Olympics until next year, so it's a very convenient time for people to be pushed to breaking point. Well, are you saying that America is not captivated by the Rugby World Cup, John? <laughs> I am, I'm implying it, I'm not saying it because I know it would be too hurtful. Uh, the media were largely ignoring the protests for the first few days, and the protesters were struggling to get any national attention at all until a video emerged online or of an NYPD cop pepper-spraying a group of young female protesters for no apparent reason, <laughs> other than the desire to pepper-spray women. And uh, all of a sudden, Occupy Wall Street became catnip to cameras as the media descended on them like a swarm of confused wasps. And it's pretty depressing that the only way to get attention for a vastly important topic is something like that. Well, I'd love to turn this camera on and listen to you, but I'm going to need you to break a window or at least get tear gassed, <laughs> or I just don't think my camera will work. <laughs> got to have an angle, John. Yeah. You've got to have an angle. But it's uh, been sparked by the uh, massive financial inequality and the uh, the reckless risk-taking that's uh, led to the economic catastrophe that's unfolding over the last few years. And here's a fact, John. 
that uh, they talk a lot about the 1% of Americans, and the richest 1% of Americans could afford to have the poorest 75% of Americans killed with one phone call. <laughs> that kind of shows yeah. the unequal country that you're living in. That's a chilling statistic. Yeah. Herman Cain, the uh, prospective uh, Republican presidential candidate, said some, uh, he said some amazing things. There's been some quite interesting responses to this uh, whole problem, uh, ranging from, yeah, they've got a point, to who won the f***ing Cold War. <laughs> um, and uh, Herman Cain told protesters, don't blame Wall Street, don't blame the big banks. If you don't have a job and you're not rich, blame yourself. <laughs> That's... There is that compassionate uh, conservatism that the Republican right. Party have become famous for. Herman Cain, of course, famously devoted Christian. And I believe <laughs> though he was quoting directly from his uh, religious pin-up boy, uh, literally, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and he said, if you don't have a job and you're not rich, blame yourself. It's from the Gospel according to St. Jeff, originally <laughs> discovered in an archaeological dig in the Middle East. And it reads as follows. Indeed, Jesus did pass a beggar in the street, and he saw that the beggar was hungry and cold, and Jesus wound down the windows on his new unbelievably flash donkey, and Jesus shouted, Hey, loser! <laughs> Things not turned out too good for you, Mickey No-Shoes, eh? What happened? Personal tragedy, lack of opportunity, or simply did you choose to live a more spiritual, less materialistic lifestyle? Well, what I say to you is, <laughs> I make 50k a pop on the after-dinner circuit, doing my stories and magic tricks. Let me be your inspiration. Now pick up your bed and get the freak out of my way. I've got chicks to meet. Let's roll, fellas. Matty, Luco, you guys write that one up. Mark's the chon boy. Make up some shit about me turning a badger into a blamond for a kid's party. Giddy up. Jeff, put that pen down. <laughs> so, so what is it? What is Occupy Wall Street? Well, as is often the case with these anti-corporate protests, they're, they're a mixed bag. Uh, you see that at the G20 protests as well. It's a spicy protest paella of anti-war, anti-globalisation, anti-capitalism and anti-any number of things. And it's all dressed up in a sartorial soup of black anarchist t-shirts and the kind of clothes that scream, I am a massive hippie. <laughs> there, there, are, there has been criticism of, of there being no cohesive message coming out of the movement so far, although a common theme seems to be, hey, uh, remember what those banks did a few years ago? them, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, f*** them. That was a catastrophe. <laughs> and, and that's something that I think the vast majority of not just Americans, but human beings could get behind. In fact, I think the vast majority of people here in America fundamentally agree with Occupy Wall Street's concerns over the financial system and over the increasing wealth gap, but I think the vast majority of Americans also have serious reservations over drum circles. So the, <laughs> the mainstream reaction to the protests is a little complicated. <laughs> but it's been presented as a kind of classic false choice, in which uh, the Republicans seem to be responding by saying, so you, lot, you disapprove of the rampant excesses? of unsustainable gambling that has jackhammered the world to the precipice of economic annihilation? Yes, we do. Ah, so you don't want any financial sector at all? <laughs> you f***ing commie. All right, Stalin, you want me to set up a gulag and murder your village for you, then? It's, a, it's completely... Pretty much saying, all right, OK, so you disapprove of Wall Street. So what has brought about all the medical advances that have enabled people to live longer and longer? Money. And you want there to be no money in the world? Right. Within ten years, we will all be dead. <laughs> that seemed, that's basically... Herman Cain said another thing. He said, The proof is quite simply that the bankers and the people on Wall Street did not write these failed policies of the Obama administration. And one of these policies, presumably, on his argument, is 
absolutely shoff the global economy, prompting a Wall Street meltdown in 2008 before coming into office to clear up the after shit in 2009. If that was their policy, John, and they managed to pull it off, fair play to the little Kenyan Ayatollah. Fair play to him. The conservative media have also stooped so low as to criticise the protesters for being smelly. And while, while, that, while that may or may not be true, I would simply say this. You try camping out in New York for a month in a park with no bathrooms, having to wash in a nearby bagel shop's toilets, and take a sniff at yourself afterwards. <laughs> After that, let he who does not honk like a Canadian goose cast the first insult. <laughs> you never hear that criticism of you know, the American troops in, 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 you know, in, the, in the war. You know, I've, I've seen the series Pacific, John. Yeah. I mean... Those places must have stank. But we never hear about that. It's always they were heroes. They're laying down their lives for their country. That's what it comes down to. Um, professional Mayor Mickey Bloomberg uh, said, uh, if the jobs they're trying to get rid of in the city, the people that work in finance, which is a big part of our economy, if they go away, we're not going to have any money to pay our municipal employees or clean the parks or anything else. <laughs> which I guess, in a way, is true. But he could also have phrased it, if the people who work in finance who clubbed together to jackhammer the world to the precipice of economic annihilation, had not clubbed together to jackhammer the world to the precipice of economic annihilation, we might have more money to pay our municipal employees, clean the parks and anything right. else. And I mean anything. We're talking jetpacks for all. We're talking bouncy castles outside every subway station. We're talking buying Mexico and Canada and breeding a horse with Wi-Fi so you can check your emails while you're doing dressage. <laughs> Obviously... With a movement so broad, there are going to be some incredibly camera-friendly and incredibly annoying factions within it that you just have to try and grit your teeth and tolerate. Some are employing these silent applause sparkle hands, these protesters, instead of clapping speeches. Uh, they, they raise their hands like jazz hands and shake them back and forth. The, the, uh, the applause that uh, the deaf community use. Uh, and their, their, their argument is actual applause drowns out people's ability to be heard, which might make sense logically, but to actually see them do that during a speech makes me want to turn a fire hose on them. <laughs> also, there were moments like when a man in a smashed capitalism T-shirt suggested a minute silence for Steve Jobs. And, you know, that was a lovely gesture. I, I loved that man too and his products as well, but of the many qualities he had, one of them was that he was an amazing capitalist <laughs> and your T-shirt undercuts your gesture slightly there. <laughs> there was also a moment at a rally when Congressman John Lewis, the historic civil rights leader, attempted to address the crowd only for some moron to propose a motion that he shouldn't speak as no one person was more important than anyone else in the movement. And to the frustration of the majority of the crowd, Congressman Lewis was then unable to speak. <laughs> and whilst no one would claim that John Lewis was more important as flesh and blood than that protester, he is a shit of a lot more important <laughs> as a human being. And when in his presence, he might want to shut the f*** up and listen to him. Uh, Bloomberg also said this. He said the protesters are trying to take away the tax base we have because none of this is good for tourism. No, 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 no! <laughs> really, Mickey B? Really? It's this whole no, thing, an anti-tourism no. wang-dangle. Is that it? Is that going to be the clinching factor <laughs> in whether people decide whether or not to go to New York? Is New York's attractiveness <laughs> as a tourist destination so weak that a group of young people standing up for international rights across the world we go, well, oh God, I'm not going there. <laughs> I can't go there. They'll ruin it. Do you fancy a trip to New York, love? I don't know, Pet. I've never heard of it. Where is it? Oh, it's in America. Oh. It's the most iconic city in the world. The city that never sleeps. 
Well, it must be a bit cranky then. Shouldn't have had kids. <laughs> you can be a real prick sometimes, Jeff. It's our anniversary. Come on, it's got some of the world's great museums, some of the great modern architecture, phenomenal food, a vi- vibrant melting pot of American and global culture. Are there any good DIY shops? I need a new saw. <laughs> you can probably get a new saw then. The exchange rate's decent, so it'll probably be quite cheap. Oh, that's good. Could I get some brackets for the new shelf in the upstairs toilet? Almost certainly. It's got everything a city could have. <laughs> All right, love, you've won me over. Hang on, is there a tiny, tiny party that is currently the scene of a slightly scruffy protest? Yes. F*** that, let's go to Torre Molinos. <laughs> that was another top story. Thank you for listening. Now pop over to the Mothership and listen to the latest Bugle podcast. It's like top stories, but newer and longer. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.